Christmas Eve. Is it official yet? I don't, can, can we make it official? All right, so Merry Christmas. Come on, come on, come on. You need, you need to help me out. Merry Christmas. Okay, that's, that's better, that's better. So my name is Pastor John Feek. Yeah, I have the, the joy of being able to open up God's Word, and, and because we're gathered, it's, just, it's another opportunity to be able to, to read the Scriptures together. Uh, for those of us who are guests, here's what's awesome. Here's what's awesome. Uh, you get the unusual once-a-year nine-minute message versus the, the two hours that we usually spend. I'm just kidding. It's never, never that long. So some of y'all are, are excited about that, but uh, I, I didn't expect a, an applause mostly from my kids. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel the love. I feel the love. So on this Christmas, we, we wanted to be able to just kind of strip everything back, strip everything away, and just be able to uh, have a, a low-key Christmas. Is that okay with y'all? Is that okay? And so as we gather together, we want to remember that uh, maybe for some of us, we have walked in, and, and this is a busy season. For many of us, it's a heavy-hearted season. And so I know for, for some of us, we're walking in with some, some hurts, some uh, maybe a future that has a lot of uh, unknown to it. And I just wanted to be able to open God's word. And for those of us that uh, are struggling, those of us that are overwhelmed, filled with anxiety, filled with dread of the future and regret of the past, those of us that uh, don't know what 2022 is going to bring, sometimes Christmas isn't so awesome, right? And for those of us that maybe are not in that place, maybe you're close to someone who is overwhelmed, who is anxious, who is hurting, uh, who is regretting maybe some things from this past year, who has suffered loss and is going through grief, and would we be sensitive to God using us because he wants to send us in, maybe not, not for our opportunity to celebrate Christmas, but our opportunity to love on those that desperately need it this Christmas. And so I don't know if that's you or a name comes to mind, but I want us to consider Isaiah chapter 9 just for, for a few minutes. Let me pray, and then I would love to just kind of unpack maybe a familiar verse that you've heard before, but maybe consider it with, with fresh eyes. So let me pray. Father, thank you that right now you are you're moving in our hearts. God, for some of us, we, we need a just a fresh vision of Christmas. We need, we need a new purpose for Christmas. And God, would you, would you allow us to see Christmas as an opportunity to serve and to love and to really enter in to others' lives? Thank you that you've given us friends and family, and we need each other. We need community. We need to step out of isolation, step out of fear and anxiety and depression and despair and we need to experience hope and joy and would you bring that would you bring that to us this christmas we pray in jesus name and all god's people said amen amen and so i want to do this if, if you do have a copy of god's word or you have a device just for a few minutes uh, i want us to look at something that is has been working on on my heart is isaiah chapter 9 isaiah chapter 9 is uh, what is known as one of the oldest prophecies. I don't know if you realize, but that, that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, everybody say hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and years before Jesus ever came, we have this dude named Isaiah, a prophet that 
that was looking at God's people Israel and was looking at so much fear and so much dread of the future, so much unknown, so much hurt. And he spoke a word of hope and joy and life into some darkness. And so I just, I jotted this down. Great joy doesn't come when circumstances get better. The power of following Jesus, and I don't know if you're following Jesus this Christmas, but here's the invitation to come and begin following Jesus, is that when everything is falling apart, when everything is not the way it should be, God is just warming up to bring his rescue plan, and that's really, really good news. Every turn to your neighbor and say, that's good news. That's really good news. It's not when things get better that I'll be better. It's not when things on the outside, when they finally fall into place, when the bad stuff, when I'm over that and I'm over this hurdle and I'm, I'm around the corner from all of the hardship and maybe it's been 2020 and 2021 and, and I don't know if 2022 is getting any better, but, but once my circumstances get better, then I'll be better. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell we have something better. We have the truth that even in the midst of darkness, this is, this is what Isaiah shows up to speak to God's people. Isaiah spoke into a situation where Judah, which was southern Israel, they were coming out of Babylonian exile, um, or they were leading into exile, going into it, and by the time his letter of Isaiah ends, uh, they're in the midst of exile and slowly coming out. So Isaiah speaks over an entire time. I mean, think about our nation being taken over by another nation and the, the preparation and all the work and all of the fear of what's going to happen to our country. It's going to be dominated by another country, and there's nothing you can do about it, and we've tried everything, and we're done for, right? Israel was on the verge of that, going through it, and just barely coming out during Isaiah's lifetime. Anybody think that's bad news? When it's like, we are helpless, we are hopeless, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. This is really, really bad news. And Isaiah speaks into the situation where God's people felt, felt powerless. They felt anxious every single day. They, they were afraid of what was going to happen to them, what was going to happen to their kids, what was going to happen to their grandkids. How long was this going to last? They didn't know. And among Isaiah's prophecies about the future, and do you, do you know what the future was going to hold? Uh, maybe you've read the book before. Uh, it was going to lead towards defeat of God's enemies. Everybody say that's good news. It was going to lead to, even though the hardship and being taken out of their homes and out of their country, that they were going to return someday. There was good news. And here's two passages. I just want us to to consider this, Isaiah 7 and Isaiah 9, here they are back to back, okay? In the midst of the worst case scenario, I don't know what your worst case scenario is, what you're facing, but here's good news for Christmas. Isaiah 7, 14 through 16 says, therefore the Lord himself, he'll give you a sign. There's hope and it's coming. It's coming a long way off, but this is it. A virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel, God with us. Not God far off when I'm going through crisis, nowhere to be found. What kind of God would just leave me and abandon me? That's not our God. That's not the God. The God is Emmanuel. He's coming and he's going to be with. He's going to be 
with. He, is, he has come. And this isn't just the past. This is our, this is, this is our past, his future. And he says to his people, he said, everything is wrong. But someone's going to come. Someone's going to come. And he's going to bring hope. And here's a passage that you may know. I don't, I don't know if this shows up in Charlie Brown or any of the, the Christmas movies that we watch, but here's Isaiah 9-6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And talk about who is this God? The government's going to be on his shoulder. He is going to rule and carry all governments. It's going to be about, upon his shoulder. His name is going to be called, here we go, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's bringing peace. He's bringing peace of the increase of his government, his rulership, his throne, and of peace. There's not going to be any end. When, when God sets up his kingdom, no end to it. There's no end. Everybody say that's good news. That's good news. That's good news. Uh, when people are in charge, when, when other people try to rule and reign, everything uh, goes to pot. When Jesus gets up on the throne, it is a good kingdom that lasts forever. There is no, there's no end. That is such good news. And he's going to establish it. He's going to uphold it with justice and righteousness. Anybody wish we had a little bit more of that? Uh, can, we, can we do something that looks like justice and righteousness as we, as we live in our nation and we live in this world? And here it is. The passion, the zeal of the Lord of all angel armies will do this. It's as good as done. It's as good as done. It's as good as done. He will do it. And it's, it doesn't just say that he will do it. I love this. In the midst of the darkest hour of God's people, when they thought God had abandoned them and left them, when they thought that there was no hope for the future, they thought it was over, they were following a God that they thought was trustworthy. Apparently he's not. He abandoned them. He left them. He doesn't know what the future holds, apparently. He doesn't have power. And he says, I'm coming. And it's guaranteed. And when I come, even though it's your worst time, the rescue is about to come. And when the rescue comes, everything changes. When it's darkest, the light is on its way. I don't know if you believe that. And maybe this Christmas, for us to be reminded, all throughout history, this is what God has been doing. The darkest time, the lowest time, the worst case scenario is here. And that's where God says, I'm about to show up. Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. And so do you believe this Christmas? Is this a Christmas where you say, God, I'm so sick and tired of trying to take matters into my own hands. I'm so exhausted from anxiety and depression. I'm so overwhelmed with just waiting for my life to get better, for me to feel better, because that's a dead end. I'm ready, God, to say yes to you, because you're bringing hope. You're bringing light in the darkness. You are the one that has promised it, and when you promise it, it comes true. When, when he says he's going to do something, he does it. And we have thousands of years of history that every time God said it, he did it. But when does he do it? He does it when it looks like the worst day of my life or the worst year of my life or the worst lifetime. Some of us, we're not just having a bad day. We're not having a bad week. Like we're having a bad life. Okay, I don't know if that's you. Just 
bad life, okay? And when Jesus shows up, he's like, oh, I fix all of that, right? I come and I bring hope to the hopeless. I shine light into the darkness. Turn to me, trust in me. And so I don't know where you're at this Christmas, but do you believe that God is on the move? Do you believe that he is coming quickly, not just someday, Jesus return when it's all over, but he's coming quickly for you to help you, to meet you where you are at in the midst of darkness. In the darkest moments, God is getting ready to show up in power. Do we believe it? Do we believe it? And maybe this Christmas could be the first Christmas where you say, I believe. For so long, I have just hardened my heart and I've been stubborn and I've been resistant and I've been running away and I've been trying to fix my own problems and I've been trying to figure out life on my own. And this Christmas could be the first Christmas that you say, Jesus, I believe that you came to rescue not just some, not just those people, not just to be a help to those that help themselves. It's not true. Those that are desperate, those that are crying out, those that genuinely turn to Jesus by faith, I believe. There's forgiveness of sin. There is hope for the worst days. There is a direction in life when all of life seems like it has no direction, no purpose, no aim, that this Christmas could be a Christmas of good news, that God takes the darkest day, the darkest season, and he brings life and light and hope. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you that right now we get to turn to you, turn our attention to you. And God, would you work in our hearts? Would you do something miraculous this summer as you did in even prophesying, Jesus, that that you would come, that you would arrive, and you did because you make promises and you keep them. And God, I pray that this Christmas could be a Christmas where We turn our attention not just to ourselves and our presence and food and celebrating, but God, that we would turn our attention to love and care for others, to be able to see the needs around us as we see the hopelessness, as we see the discouragement, as we see the anxiety and the fear and the dread, as we see the hurts and the pain and the the mourning and the unmet expectations, that our hearts would go out to others, that the love that you have for us would flow through us into others' lives. God, would you fill up our hearts, our, all of our fears and weaknesses, all of our concerns and worries. God, would you be the one that comes to the rescue in our time of need? You are so good. You are faithful, and you are with us. Emmanuel, you are with us, and we want to follow you wherever you lead, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And at this time, what we want to do, we want to do a few things. Uh, we are going to have uh, an offering, and what we want to do is we're, we're not a church that's money-hungry and that we, we just love to, to take money, but what we want is we want to be able to meet the needs of our community. We want to love others, and so this Christmas, uh, we want to be able to receive just generosity from, from God's people. If you're a guest with us, uh, we don't want any of your money but that there would be an opportunity to give so that we could give it away, that we could see needs and meet needs. So we want to do that. And also, we have our men that are going to be 
uh, bringing some candles, some fire, and we want to be able to light candles during this time. For some of you, you just came for the pyro show, and that's okay. That's all right, all right? We, we don't judge. We don't judge. So uh, what we would love to do is if you grab a hold of your candle, if you have that, and we're going to go ahead and right after we take our offering to be able to start lighting that, okay? So if we could have our men come uh, forward to be able to take the offering. I think we have some of, our, some of our young ones. Asher and Ethan, super excited that you're willing to help. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to take the offering. And we want to be praying specifically for the needs in our community. Maybe you know of needs. We would love for you to be able to inform us, give us an opportunity to be aware of how maybe as a church that we could, we could meet the needs of our community and so if you know of somebody, whether it's food, whether it's uh, their lights are getting turned off, whatever it is, we want to be able to help and do it together. And so, Tracy, would you pray for us just over our offering? <clears throat> 